Hello, and welcome to the High Reliability Podcast. I am your host, Peter Martin, president of Goslin Martin Associates. As always, I thank you for tuning in to the High Reliability Podcast, downloading it, to listening to it. As you know, we are the only uh, podcast dedicated specifically and solely to the discipline of healthcare facilities management. So I thank you um, for listening in. Today is August 12th, as I record this, and this podcast will be a little bit different. Um, I have no guest. It's just me. I returned yesterday from the ASHE Annual uh, Conference, which was held in Nashville this year. Uh, so it's been there for the last three days, and so I just want to recap that briefly. Um, I know that for scheduling purposes, um, we haven't re- released as many high-reliability podcasts this summer. We released an excellent one in July with Jonathan Hunley um, that I'd encourage you to listen to. But our schedule's been a bit off. People have been on vacations. I took some time away for a bit. We went out to um, Glacier National Park in Montana, went out there with my family, had a great time, had never been to Glacier, had never been to Montana before. And uh, what a beautiful country. If um, I'd encourage you, if you can get there, to get there. It was, you know, I always thought it was difficult to get there from the East Coast. It would be a pain, but travel was actually re- really simple. Just one stop from Boston. And it was well worth it. You know, you see the pictures of the land, of the country out there, and pictures don't do it justice. When you're actually there, it looks fake. Just so beautiful, beautiful country. And there's a lot to see in this country. And Glacier should definitely be on your list. Um, we loved it. My kids loved it. There, you know, it was one of those trips. I think when you're a parent or before you have kids, you know, you always build up what your vacations will be. You always build things up, and then the reality hits, and they never go quite, <laughs> quite as you envision before you have children. But mine are a little bit grown now. Uh, my oldest, she'll be a junior in college. My youngest, he will be a freshman in high school. So I have four of them, uh, four kids, and very grateful for that. And as they get older, it gets easier. But, you know, we stayed in East Glacier at Glacier Park Lodge. I wanted to stay in a place that was um, reflected the the country out there and, you know, no TVs, no air conditioning. Um, It did have Wi-Fi access. You still do need that. But there were six of us in one room and uh, we were on the third floor. There were four double beds. And any of you who are, have been out west, you know how hot it's been. And even at Glacier, when we were there, high temperatures were 95. And so I was thinking to myself, oh, this is going to be a nightmare. Um, and when the kids saw the room, I told them, I warned them. Uh, there were some complaints. I felt a little bit like Clark Griswold in vacation, especially the first one when you get to Wally World and it's closed. But it turned out great. Um, so we had a lot of fun. And so, you know, that vacation and Everybody else's vacation, as a result, high reliability has been a little bit off kilter. But uh, hopefully I've got a number of guests scheduled and we'll get on to our regular uh, role once the summer passes by. We're in the dog days now, um, heading to my favorite time of year, fall and then winter. So I'm ready for summer to be over. But back to Nashville and back to the Ashy Annual. Um, great conference. Had a really good time. Um it was nice to see people again. You know, the probably the recurring theme, whether you were on the floor of the uh, vendor floor or within the sessions, was it was just great to see people. You know, it was great to be live again. And and I think folks were really happy about that. You know, attendance was down, I heard, and I'm not sure if this is official number, but people were saying around 2,000, which is, you know, a little bit more than half of what they would normally get. But what could you do? I thought the conference went off really well. 
you know, there was a late change from Anaheim and California to Nashville. That was probably the right move. Um, I know that I wasn't looking forward to going to California and a lot of people said the same, no offense, Californians, um, but Nashville, I had never been to Nashville before. What a city that was. You know, I had been to Knoxville and I had been to Memphis watching college basketball in both those locations. And I like Knoxville and Memphis, but Nashville was fantastic. Um, the day the conference started, I'm not an IndyCar fan. I'm not a racing fan, but they had IndyCar racing through the streets, the Nashville, the Motor City, whatever it was called. That was a lot of fun. Nashville was, um, I was very impressed. It was a clean city. There's a lot to do. Um, so it was a great choice. And uh, I enjoyed my time there. And now it's back. Uh, now it's back to the office. But, you know, just a couple of thoughts from the conference. The, um, you know, as I said, people were happy to see people. And as, and as I talked to facility you know, facility folks. And it's interesting, you know, in my role, we talk to so many people, but usually we're on the phone or usually it's via email. So faces, I don't always know, but I know voices. And it's always weird to run into people that you've talked to for years, but you've never seen their face. And I always enjoy that. And I'm sure it's the same as people see me like, oof, that's what that guy looks like. Um, so that's one of the great things about being at that conference. But one of the recurring themes for many people was this is their first time away from the office since March 2020. You know, some folks, and you may find yourself in this position, haven't even really taken a vacation. And I don't know that the Ashy Annual will be a vacation. It is time away, but you always see people tethered to their phones. Um, so, you know, that March 2020, it's been a grind for a lot of people. It's been a long 18 months um, in many ways. And so that was kind of interesting to me that... Um, you know, folks were saying, hey, this is it for me as far as getting away from the office is concerned. The, um, you know, the keynote was by a gentleman by the name of Adam Steltzner. Adam, NASA employee, he headed the team at the Jet Propulsion Lab uh, that put the Mars rover Curiosity on Mars in 2020. And then he led the team that landed the rover Perseverance uh, in February of 2021. And so that was a very interesting talk um, to hear from him. And he, you know, it was the normal um, keynote speaker, you know, um, trying to impart teamwork lessons and just lessons learned and collaboration. And I thought he did a nice job. I thought the Mars, the Mars detail were particularly, particularly insightful. But one of the things that he said that I thought was interesting, one of his lessons learned, um, and he had, you know, your normal ones, listening, collaboration, communication, but this was a good one. He said, find something to love in everyone you work with. And that was one that stuck out with me. Now, right now, it's me and Jack uh, who work together. So I guess I'd have to find something to love in Jack, um, which I guess I could do. But I thought, you know, I was thinking back to when I worked with more people and when I worked on project teams and, and managed folks. And that's, I think, um, an interesting one. Find something to love in everyone you work with. And it can be hard. I think we always go to the negative. Um, I think it's the way we're, we're wired. And so I guess if we could find something to love in everyone we work with, that would be a good thing. And maybe love's a little extreme. How about like? Find something to like. Maybe as I talk about Jack, find something to like in everyone you work with. Um, but I thought that was an interesting lesson, you know, from Adam. And then we had the normal, um, you know, the normal sessions which were presented they had many on hvac brian connors from environmental health and engineering um 
presented two COVID-19 case studies, and I want to have Brian on a future podcast because it was very interesting. He was doing, they were doing, his firm EH&E was doing tracer gas testing um, to investigate and identify pathways for COVID-19 outbreaks in hospital. It was very interesting to listen to him um, talk about that. A lot on HVAC. You can really, I mean, what's nice about the ASHI annual uh, is you can pick and choose what you want to go to. And interestingly, next year, the ASHI annual will be held in Boston. And so that's right in our backyard. And so I'm thinking maybe trying to get do a little get together for that. Now, we're obviously a small firm, so we can't rent out these big places. But um, I have a couple of thoughts in mind, and it would be great to see some folks. Boston, um, I'm a little biased, but it is a great city. It's small, smaller than New York, smaller than Chicago, smaller than many cities. Um, so, But it's very easy to get around. There's great food. I'm half Italian. Um, always like to go to the North End. So I'm thinking something maybe around food, but I've got about a year to figure that all out. But since Ashley's coming here, it would be great to meet so many people in person that I speak with over the phone. So we'll have um, we'll have more info on that in the coming in the coming months. Uh, you know, the other and on, uh, another interesting general session that they had on Tuesday morning was Inside Secrets. It was titled Inside Secrets: A Look at Compliance from a surveyor perspective. And they had, um, you know, they had a round table there and there was Tim Adams and Dave Dejeuner, um, John Maurer, uh, and a gentleman from the DNV, um, was also part of it. Uh, I will find his name cause I do want to be respectful there. <laughs> Not fair, but they were talking about, uh, the perspective that they have as surveyors, Clint Butts from the DNV, sorry about that, Clint, um, was also there. But I thought, you know, Tim Adams um, was talking about it, and I quoted him because it was interesting. And he said, maintaining accreditation is about high reliability. High reliability is at the essence of what we do. Accreditation is a tool that helps with high reliability. Now, I bring that up for two reasons. Um, Tim also won the Crystal Eagle Award. Uh, the Crystal Eagle is a leadership award presented annually by Ashi. So congratulations to Tim. I'm sure many of you probably know Tim, or if you don't know his name, you've benefited from um, his efforts. He worked with Ashi for 15 years, was an Ashi employee, developed education programs, great education programs, um, led that pursuit. Then he transitioned over. Now he's director of um, EOC and Life Safety at IU Health. So well-deserving. Congratulations to Tim. But, you know, that's the essence of this podcast, and that's why we named it High Reliability. Uh, high reliability is at the essence of what we do. And it was a great conversation among these four gentlemen. It was, um, I think, you know, both of them or all of them went to the fact that, um, you know, from a surveyor perspective, you have the answers of what you're supposed to do. You know, I, I always think of the Tom Brady quote. Obviously, Tom Brady, um, now that he's left New England and he's down in Tampa, he's no longer a favorite up in these parts, at least not for me. But I remember Brady has said, and he, he said it this last couple of years, and here in New England, um, you know, I know the answers. I have the book. And he said that because he had been around for, you know, 19, 20 years. And as he said, why would I retire when I have the answers to the book? 
and the gentlemen who were on that uh, panel really said the same thing. You know, there are no secrets. The questions are already out there. You know what the questions are. Now, how do you handle that? And I thought that was interesting. And another point that they made relative to policies is try not to make, and I think it was Dave Dejeuner who who stressed this, and Dave could probably have his own show um, all the time, but I think it was Dave who who mentioned that you know you don't need to build the perfect policy. Often they go out to facilities and, and people try to build perfect policies, but they can't implement them. So make the policy reflect what you do. I think John Maurer said, make the policy reflect what you do. You know, it's not about building a perfect policy if you can't implement it. You know, they they talked often about there's just unrealistic policies that you can't implement, whether it's for lack of uh, lack of personnel to do it. Um, so don't make policies that aren't required or you can't meet. So that was a very interesting roundtable that they went back and forth um, for quite a bit of time. And as I said, Tim mentioning the high reliability uh, resonated with me. And that's part that, you know, that's why this podcast is called what it's called. A couple of themes, you know, you, you hear other themes that are recurring throughout, you know, the session content is great, but then walking out and and speaking with folks, um, talking on the floor, there, there's a couple other themes. And, you know, themes of communication, succession planning. I got an email this morning. Um, I did a podcast with Nicholas Durr, um, Nick Durr, back in, uh, it's probably May or June. And uh, Nick emailed me this morning and, and he said, Pete, um, here's a funny question. How often do facility managers change jobs? The Bureau of Labor Statistics says 4.3 years is the national average for men, and four is the average for women. Where do you think FMs fall on this curve? And so I wrote back to him. I said, you know, Nick, that's a really timely, uh, timely question, and it's something that I think about a lot. You know, we did the podcast where I did a, a news in five um for July that we released. And I said, one of the things that I think a lot about is the degree and the need for the degree in FM roles. And the other thing I think about all the time is people moving, people changing jobs. Um, and so I wrote back to Nick and I think that, you know, that four is actually down now. This is anecdotal, right? I mean, I don't have statistics. Um, so it's, it's just based on what I see who I work with, what I hear, talking to HR departments. I think now it's probably closer to three. I've said this a number of times in some of these podcasts and some of these news at five. Um, candidates are moving frequently. I heard a story um, actually this week at the annual. Um, a gentleman I've worked with in the past was telling me that he hired somebody and um, the person started and worked for probably a week or two, and then never returned. So, uh, you know, the, hearing stories such as that about ghostings and people getting offers and counteroffers, I think that number's coming down. Obviously, it takes time to move a number down. Um, but I said to Nick, and, you know, from what I hear when I talk to candidates, um, you know, I think that number is three. As I said uh, on a prior podcast, I was you know, working with a VP of HR. And, and she said to me, you know, Pete, 
I tell my managers and my directors when they're hiring now, if you can get three good years out of a person, then you're doing well. I mean, that 10 years, that 15 years, the numbers that, you know, when I started working, people threw around, uh, those are really out the window. Um, And I thought that was interesting that, you know, a VP of HR would say that. And she said, we just have to be realistic. So if we can get three good years, that's that's a bonus. It is. It's a very... um, it's a very mobile workforce. And I think that's one of our, you know, here um, at Gosson Martin Associates, you know, we look increasingly more to partner with HR departments. And I'd be frank that, you know, um, that I think is one of my frustrations. Um, you know, I the ability to partner, I think you, you need really to take a more holistic approach to things. It just can't be about a recruitment um, and filling people. I mean, I think you need to look at your department. Are you asking for the right things? Do we? I, I think it needs to be a global approach now. Um, you can't look at these recruitments as one-offs because if you do, you know, you may be trying to fill a role every two or three years and nobody wants to do that. And so we try to go in and just partner with HR departments. You know, we're not, we know this industry you know, we know healthcare facilities management um, and HR, you know, doesn't always have the time. I mean, they're recruiting doctors, they're recruiting clinicians, they're recruiting, they're recruiting money making positions. But I think in so many ways, um, the old way of doing things needs to change. And I think sometimes they said, I guess, frustrations are one of the things that have to change. I mean, I think people need to approach this a little bit differently now. Um, and that's one of the ways we like to partner. But it's hard to get that message through because I think people are, you know, people work the way they used to work. And, and rather than create, you know, um, my candidate, your candidate, let's work together. Let's look at where you're located in the local area. Um, let's look at some of the benefits that you have. Let's, and when I say benefits, not talking healthcare benefits, you know, location benefits. How do you sell where you are, you know, to make your role attractive and how do you keep people there? And I think that's really where, where we're going, where we're trying to go. Um, but more importantly, I think it's where we need to go. Cause we know that, you know, again, I hate to beat, to beat, uh, you know, beat the term. And, um, we know, you know, as we've talked about a number of these podcasts, the silver tsunami is here. People are leaving. Um, just, just this week, you know, two folks that I used to work with who, um, healthcare in healthcare facilities, they retired, actually, one of them moved to another uh, industry. And we're seeing more of that. So, you know, the drain is real. And so I think that organizations need to look at things a little bit differently. And that's where we try to help. But the messaging um, can sometimes be difficult um, to get across. So, But every year you go to the ASHI annual, um, you know, they talk about succession planning, um, they talk about communication, you know, they talk about those soft skills. And those are themes that we are constantly working with folks on because you need to be able to, um, you need to be able to communicate these days. I would say, um, you know, relative to just awards and all, and and I wanted to point out um, two of our former guests on High Reliability won regional leader awards. So congratulations to Charles C.J. Brown. Congratulations, C.J. Region 1 here in the Northeast, New England and New York. Uh, He was a regional leader award. And we go out to the West Coast to Region 10, Clay Silek. 
uh, also won. He's at Providence, uh, Providence Healthcare. He won the regional leader award. So you come on high, re- come on high reliability, you win awards. You don't get money, but you win awards. But no, congrats to both those gentlemen. Um, both are great guys, and they've been very helpful to me. So I am glad that they won, and uh, hope to um, hope to talk to them both soon. So, anyways, that's kind of the ashy recap. In in some, it was great to see people. It was great to be live in front of people. Um, we'll be back with more high reliability coming in the coming months. We'll be a little more uh, back to our regular schedule. But I hope that you all have a great rest of the summer. And um, we will talk to you soon. As always, thank you for listening. Please download the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast so you can get it. We're getting a lot of good traction out out of it. Um, It's always humbling to me to hear people say that they listen to it. Because as I've said, when I started this, I thought the only people who would listen to it would be me, my wife, and my kids wouldn't listen to it. But I would hope was hoping that they would download it. So thank you all for listening. Have a great day. Peter Martin from Gossel Martin Associates. Go to our website if you're looking for jobs. You know, we talked about um, people leaving roles. We have a number listed there. Um, so if you're interested, as always, feel free to give me a call, shoot me an email. But enjoy the rest of your summer, and thanks for listening. It's Peter Martin, Gosselin Martin Associates. Thanks for listening to High Reliability.